Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast, where we help you get clarity, build skills, enhance your character, curate your environment, take daily massive action, and develop a positive mindset. Join our community by heading over to workwithtimmydouglas.com and get our free book and list of questions that will help you build an impactful and purposeful life. Enjoy the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Austin and Monica, who are experienced digital nomads and have built successful online businesses while exploring the world. Austin, Monica, how are you guys doing? Doing so good. So Thanks, good. Timothy. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. And we like to jump right in. So let's start with just hearing a bit more about each of you and what you'd like to do for fun. And let's start with Monica. Okay, nice. Um, well, we spend a lot of time together, so these might be really similar. <laughs> so I'm glad that I got to go first. <laughs> um, I love I love anything outdoors. I love camping. I love biking. I love hiking. I love being on the water, um, or like just near water all the time. That's kind of kind of my happy place. And then I also really love I love to eat and I love to cook. So those two things kind of go well together. <laughs> there we go. Outdoor hobbies and eating and cooking. Yep, that pretty much sums me up. Austin, how about you? Uh, well, like she said, very similar. Um, I also love being outdoors and hiking. We just had a a big barbecue, uh, hiking weekends, uh, this last couple of days, which was incredible. Um, I I really enjoy reading. Um, I'm a big reader. I really like watching scary movies, and I've recently discovered that I equally love scary books. Um, that was the first for me. The probably the last week, and I really enjoyed it. I read um. Bird Box, which is a Netflix movie. I haven't seen the movie yet, but the book was incredible. Okay. I'm skeptical. Here's the reason. <laughs> okay. What's I up? just don't understand how a book can evoke fear. Like you're <laughs> reading words, you know? Well, I'll, I will say it helped. I listened to it as an audiobook, which might be a different experience than reading it. That's fair. He was he was very jumpy while he was listening to it though. So I I would I would have my headphones in listening to the book and I'm, you know, doing chores, laundry or dishes, and Monica would come downstairs and scare me so many times. It was like <laughs> tap me on the shoulder. I'll just like hear her walking up the stairs. I'm like, what is that creaking noise? <laughs> yeah, he was he was really on edge while he was reading it or listening to it. Yeah, I love it. Well, that's funny. I'll maybe I'll have to give it a shot because I'm still skeptical. I don't know. Give it a try. I, I, I agree. Like before I had, this was the first scary book I'd read. And before I'm like, I don't like, it's not going to be the same experience as a movie because a movie, you get more senses, you know, you get to see things, you get to hear things and all that stuff. And a book, you just, you mostly just have one, uh, but you have your imagination that gets pulled in. And I think that's a big part of it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. What do you guys do? What are the businesses you've built? What's the nomad life like? Tell me about the day to day. Yeah, so we've started out as virtual assistants um, just because we were really craving that location for, um, freedom. So we learned how to become virtual assistants and we built our business. But then we got tired of um, kind of working in other people's businesses and helping them um, grow their businesses kind of from the inside and doing kind of the mundane tasks. So we decided that we wanted to to actually build a business that was kind of our own and be more creative with it. So that's when we pivoted to to web design and we built our web design business. And as we were doing both of those businesses, we were traveling the world. So we lived in Guatemala, we lived all over the west coast of the US. Um we've we've gone to Southeast Asia. We've we've been traveling and as we've been traveling, people have taken notice and they've been asking us, Hey, like I want to travel too. I want to do what you're doing. Can you teach me? And so we we helped several friends and family members launch their own businesses that have been really successful and just fell in love with that process. So now what we do on kind of our third iteration of business is we help other people launch online businesses so that they can travel. Mm, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Do you guys have a specific online business you help people launch or is it just kind of up to kind of their feel and their vibe? Yeah, we don't have anything specific. Um, just we help people figure out what it is that they feel passionate about, what what brings purpose to them. So whatever that is for that client will help them build and grow that. I got you. I got yeah. you. Do you ever bump into people who want to do something that's out of your expertise and so it's hard for you to advise on it or is it like you kind of hit them on the business fundamentals mm -hmm. while like the 
product specific knowledge may be something they have to go outside of you guys for, or do you just mm -hmm. go do research for your clients because you love them that much? <laughs> yeah, so that's a really good question. Of all three, I think <laughs> it is kind of a combination. So we we primarily help people start service based businesses. Um, we ourselves haven't really done any product based businesses, and so there's a lot of that we don't know. And we actually haven't helped anyone. I had to double check before I say it. I don't. I don't think we've helped anyone do any product based business. It's all been service based. Um, which, which is kind of our space, which has been really good. Um, but there's definitely been industries that we've helped people grow their business in that we don't know. Um, but it's, it hasn't been that big of a deal so far, knock on wood. Um, and I think that's because in, in our experience, like 80% of business is mindset and you get, there's a lot of mindset hurdles. There's a lot of limiting belief hurdles to overcome, and we can help with all of that. 20% is strategy. And even if it's not an industry that we know intimately, there's a lot of strategy that does cross over. And so we can we can still help with a lot of that portion. And then um if if there's something that we really just don't know, we can help our clients, you know, figure it out. Yeah, I was about to say like 20% of it is strategy, and then like three out of that 20% might be industry specific strategy. Right. Probably right. a YouTube search away, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of. So like sales, marketing, and unless you're trying to fulfill on a really complex product slash service, you're probably pretty mm -hmm. solid. So yeah, that. that's really cool. And and they're all the same size too. Like we don't work with big corporations. We work with one, two people size startups. And so yep. the size of it too is, is a big factor that makes it pretty similar for most people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. What's, uh, what's y'all's motivation? What really gets you up and keeps you going every day? Now we're going to start with Austin. Okay. Uh, this was a really good question. And I like that you asked this. Um, and I had a hard time kind of pinning it down to one thing. I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of things that get me going and there's a lot of, it's kind of in different spaces too, but, um, one thing that I thought of that really keeps me going is I feel very motivated by being a, a dependable husband for Monica and then kind of projecting into the future, um, a dependable father. And it's, it's been on my mind because we had a convert, a lot of conversations this weekend from, with friends um, who just started fostering. And so I've been thinking a lot about parenthood and fathering and it's, it's in our plans. It's not in like in our near future plans, but it's something we want to do. And so growing my business, like a big motivator for growing my business is having financial freedom so that I can support our kids and support our lives together as husband and wife. Um, a big part of what I'm doing too is a lot of personal development so that when my kids are going through challenges of their own, I can be there to help them with it. And so I, I, there's kind of a lot of different facets of my my life now, being a business owner, being a traveler, being a, a husband that that is going to, I project playing a big role in being a father. And so that's kind of what a lot of what makes me want to be the best at what I'm doing now. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Monica, what gets you up and gets you going every day? Yeah, I am a big believer that life is just such a gift and that we kind of have the responsibility to take that gift and run with it and to work on evolving and becoming our best selves and waking up uh, or going to bed a little bit better each day than the person we were when we woke up. And I really believe that um, travel has travel and business, that combination has been that for me, like it's really helped me become such a better version of myself. And I can see like down the future, I can see that like in, in another year, I'm going to be totally different again. And it's just going to keep, keep going. and I'm going to be able to keep evolving. And so knowing that I can help other people have that same experience and really treasure this gift of life and, and make the most of it. That's what really fuels me. Yeah. I gotcha. That's awesome. Growth. That's a really, yeah. really cool thing to strive after. I think it's the thing that like, it's kind of at the core of all of us and we all may want to kind of grow in different ways, but if you're not growing, you're dying. I think I've heard that somewhere before and mm -hmm. I think it's pretty accurate, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think anyone's born to be stagnant and, no. and I think people feel that in different ways. They don't like, we don't like stagnation. Yep. So. Curious. You guys have 
been doing this thing for 17 years has it been together the whole time is it a cumulative experience because honestly you guys look like you're maybe 30 which means you would have started at 13 and so I'm yes serious. this is this is 17 years combined yeah. okay. so <laughs> i don't maybe i need to word that better in our bio but it has been 17 years combined so um i've basically been traveling nonstop since um, i graduated high school in 2014 and for monica since she graduated in 2015 okay okay solid 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 which means i was right you guys aren't even 30 <laughs> no I, <laughs> yeah. i'm 27 you she's turned, 26 yeah 27 yesterday yeah yeah man, i look the numbers weren't working in my head <laughs> <laughs> you're like it doesn't make sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome and so here's the question you guys are so young to have done this and gone out on your own and started traveling and you guys started right out of high school you said mm-hmm that's a that's a scary Basically. thing to do. How did you know? And were you guys like high school sweethearts? Did you meet on the road? No. So, okay. So I, I feel like we need to give some context to how this all happened. Um, we met in college. We met in 2017 and we got married in 2018. Um, we've been traveling together ever since we were dating. Like that was always a priority for the two of us in our relationship. Um, my travel started... Um, my first trip was with a dancing, a singing and dancing performance group that I was in in high school. We toured in Ireland and then I served a mission for my church in Paraguay and I lived there for two years. And then when Monica graduated, she did the same thing, but she served her mission in Peru. And then we met after that. And so we had both kind of traveled a little bit of our own. It was um, it wasn't the same type of travel that we do now because it was very focused on the missionary work that we were doing. Um, but we loved the travel aspect of it. And we started together with some humanitarian trips. We were, because of our experiences as missionaries, we both spoke Spanish. And so we found a, uh, a medical team that would go down to Guatemala and we were working as interpreters for them. And so we did that a couple of years in a row um, and then kind of branched out from there into more of doing trips, less with a, a mission behind it and more just for our own travel experience. And then we would work on our businesses while being there. So it's 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 evolved a lot since our first travel experiences till now. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh this this might get a little too personal, and you guys can totally just bump me off if it is. <laughs> okay. Are you guys Mormon? We are, mm-hmm. yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Has your traveling since your mission trip? five or six years ago has it affected your faith in any way would you be willing to share that with us just curious yeah i would say that it definitely has because and i and i think it's like more than just faith i think it's really every aspect of like who i am as a person but i grew up and we both grew up in really small kind of isolated um towns um very conservative um and and you grow up just kind of taking the opinions of your parents and everyone around you you know because they always seem to know what they're doing you know they seem to have their lives put together at least from the perspective of a child so when we started traveling that was when like my eyes were really opened up to the fact that there are so many different ways of life and there are so many different like beautiful religions and different um just like thought processes and philosophies um, and so we, I mean, we are very like open to different um, like religious discussions. We um, went to like Buddhist temples a lot and did a lot of meditation retreats and things like that while we were in Thailand. And it's just, I feel like it's really just um, like, what's the word? It's just really like, like amplified everything, you know, and it, we've been able to take all of the best parts of all of the places that we've traveled and to kind of accumulate it like into our belief system and into who we are, if that makes any sense. (laughs) It makes perfect sense to me because I had a very similar experience, not Mormon, but I'm Christian. And you, so a lot of people in kind of Christian culture and in the church, which honestly it's not, it's different, but it's not that different. So, Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, in the Christian church, we'll talk about um, kind of how self-help books like you really just need to read the Bible. You don't need to read self-help books. You don't really yeah. need business books or whatever it may be. But I started reading business books and specifically learning about the law of attraction. And it like opened my eyes to like the grandeur of God. Because, you know, yes. I learned about the law of attraction and then they'd be like, yeah, you can think about it and you can um, 
act on it and feel it and, you know, kind of put yourself there and you'll have it. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I would read the Bible and then you'd go in Hebrews and it's like the hall of fame of faith. And it talks about how they had certain things by faith. Mm-hmm. And faith was this really kind of mystical thing for me that I didn't quite yeah. understand. And then like when I put the law of attraction like in with faith, then it was like the law of attraction talks about like your thoughts having energy, right? And like mm-hmm. it's like a, a wavelength and all that good stuff. And then, you know, in certain translations of the Bible, it's like faith is the substance of things hoped for. I was like, how can like things hoped for have substance? But then like mm-hmm. when you line it up with the law of attraction, it's like, well, thoughts actually do have substance. They have energy behind them. And so that was just a, a very unique. And then that whole scripture of um, whatsoever you ask for in prayer, believe it in your heart to be true and it will be yours. I'm like, huh, that sounds a lot like <laughs> the law <laughs> yeah. of attraction. Yeah. No, I love yes. that you said that when, when we were in, our first year of business, especially, but it, it continues like all the time. There's so many things that we notice, like business principles that we learned. And then we'd go to church and we'd hear the same thing just with a slightly different vocabulary in our church service. We're like, this is the same thing we're learning here. Like, uh-huh. and to see the parallels in, yeah. in our business life and then in our religious life and see how similar they were. We're like, holy crap, this well, is awesome. And it's totally changed like my relationship with God as well. Like we've been recently really discovering the power of like manifestation and visualization and stuff in business. And I've realized like that has changed like manifestations are just prayers, you know? And so it's totally just changed my relationship with God and understanding how I can communicate and co-create this life that I'm living with him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then speaking of like the power of life and death is in the tongue. It's like all of this, like all these scriptures had so much more potency when I started mapping it up with like visualization, manifestation, law of attraction. I was like, man, the Bible really isn't telling me stuff that different from what I'm hearing over here. And what was shocking to me was how many people, like when you get caught in like the microcosm of your community that you're living in, you know, some ideas just aren't let in. But I feel like Mm -hmm. when you go and explore the world and you hear other stuff from other people, it helps you see whatever your holy text is in a new like way. Like it helped me see the Bible. And I'm sure, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the other, like I'm sure people see the Quran differently when they Mm -hmm. go explore and they become more open-minded. And so it's Mm -hmm. just like, I don't know, man. It blew my mind. So I was just I just wanted you guys to share. Yeah. I was curious. No, that's great. I love yeah. that. And and I think one of the incredible things is um Monica talks about this all the time. We as as a global community, we are a lot more similar than we are different. Um this the nuances might change, but I, I honestly believe like for the most part, we all want very similar things. We all believe very similar things, and sometimes it's just a slight difference in the words that we use. And, and we think that we're incredibly different from other people, from other cultures and religions because of those small differences, but there's a lot of similarities there. And it's just, it's just the vocabulary that we place around it. And, and that was incredible to me to kind of have that realization. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Of course. Let's go ahead and jump into dreams and goals. What's your vision for business, life, family, Mm -hmm. and we'll start with Monica. Mm, yeah, this is a an interesting question for me to think about because I, in a lot of ways, I am living the dream life that I set out to live. Um, you know, every time I talked about what my dreams and aspirations were, um, before like really today, I'm living those things. You know, so it really made me think, okay, like what's the next step? And I really think for me, the next step w- is kind of more like watching the success of my clients more. Um. So I I'm really enjoyed watching our current clients start to flourish and, and figure things out. But I'm really excited for watching them like just like be where I'm at now, you know. And then I would just love to just keep traveling. I don't know. And just I know we differ a little bit here. I would love to just be nomadic forever. Like I don't see any end inside. I don't see myself settling down. Um, Austin, I'll let you talk about your dream, I guess, in a second. <laughs> So we're working on like converging these together and trying to figure out what a good um like mixture would be. And I mean, that's the beautiful thing about being a digital nomad is we just get to decide over and over and over again, like what life we want to live and then make it happen. And then in a few months, if that's not the life we want to live anymore, we pivot and we go somewhere else. We do something different. Um, So just like having that freedom to constantly intentionally choose the life I want to live 
Um, that's really that's really my dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Austin? It's a dope dream. <laughs> um so the the difference there that she was talking about was I I like having more of a home base somewhere and then traveling from that. Um a little bit more um not necessarily stationary, but just like to have our own, like right now we don't literally don't have our own place. We're just bouncing around place to place, carrying our stuff with us. And my parents are holding on to a few boxes of our things, but I would love to have a place of our own um, that we can build and create into what we want and then keep our own, keep our stuff there and continue traveling from there. Um, also to continue seeing our business grow and to be able to expand our reach to, to more people who have this, um, this desire to to live the life that Monica was talking about, like live whatever it is that they want, um, to to be more thoughtful about it, to be more intentional about their life, and then to give them the steps to make that happen. Like I, I want to expand that reach, and I want to be able to reach more people to help them find that because it's been so incredible for us, and it's changed it's changed our lives so much. It's changed our our some of our religious beliefs. It's changed some of our interpersonal relationships it's changed our relationship just between the two of us it's changed my perception of myself and i want that for other people so i just wanted to expand that that reach i gotcha i got these were kind of vague dreams but (laughs) (laughs) well do you want to make them more specific or are you fine with them being vague i mean we can't we have specifics i don't know what you're looking for (laughs) no man i i want the i want the meat like give me all right yeah (laughs) all right so so my dream is to be able to work um, about four days a week, two days, we're working one-on-one with clients. And then the other two days we're working internally in our business. So that's optimizing our offer or expanding to maybe doing trainings with, um, some team members of ours. And then our, the fourth day of the work week would just be kind of a, a bonus day. If we need to get extra stuff done in our business, we can, if we want to take a three day weekend, we do. And we're, we're flexible and, um, we, I mean, I, I love the idea in, in my world, we are, when it's just the two of us, I like the idea of um, traveling a lot more, staying in different countries, maybe for one to three months at a time. Um, once kids are in the picture, I like the idea of having at that home base where we're we're educating them at, at, at that home. But then during the off months, we're, we're taking them with them on our, our trips and we're traveling with them. And we, we really want to adopt internationally. And so we want to connect our children to the countries that they come from and make sure that they have that connection with their own personal heritage. And so we want to take them and 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 help them understand and and learn about and appreciate the festivals from that country that they're from and the the foods and meet people there and have friends from there. And so make sure that we continue traveling to those places. Mm-hmm. I would also just love to be the best aunt and uncle ever and yes. and introduce our nieces and nephews to travel. I love those little stinkers so much. And I just really want them to share a piece of our life with us. I think we currently have 11 nieces and nephews and, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have locked in the best aunt and uncle title for the past however long we've had them, I guess. And we just want to make sure we keep that title. Keep that standing. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Okay. Any other dreams and goals you guys want to add? So currently I have Monica, you're living the dream, but the next step is watching the success mm-hmm. of your clients. Keep traveling, be the best on uncle Austin. Mm-hmm. I got, you like having a home base and traveling from that. You want to expand the reach to your, um, the reach of your message, basically work four mm-hmm. days per week, two internally, two with clients, and then adopt internationally and connect the children to the countries that they come from. And obviously some of these are shared like the adoption, mm-hmm. The being the best aunt and uncle, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got it. Okay. It up, I think. Anything else you guys want to add or are we going to leave it there? Mm. Sounds good to me. I'm just, I'm just making sure. <laughs> I'm like, is there something else we need to. <laughs> um. Oh, actually. Yeah. Now that you, now that I think about it, um, I would love to have an Airbnb empire Oh yeah, <laughs> and I would that. love to have each house have its own theme. Like I really like <laughs> interior design so we can have like a Harry Potter house or we could have like, I don't know, like an ocean themed house or something. And then we can have people come up to us and be like, Hey, like my family needs a vacation. I'll be like, well, perfect. Our Spain house is available. <laughs> you know, that's my dream. I would love that. I got you. <laughs> And so is the Airbnb empire for the 
appreciation and cash flow that comes with real estate or more for the you like the interior design? I know it's probably for both, but which one is yes. it? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, which is it? If I'm being completely honest, it would be for just like the interior design. I mean, I know the money would be really nice too, but like I'm not a numbers person, so I haven't like thought through like what that would actually look like. It's just the like I just kind of romanticize the idea of like being able to like decorate, you know. I got you. I got you. Cool, cool. That's funny because <laughs> the only thing that's appealing to me about an Airbnb business is the cash flow. Like, <laughs> but um, you know, to each their own for sure. So Airbnb <laughs> Empire, we got that added on there. Um, question for you guys: Do you currently work four days per week? Are you guys working more, less? What's the current mm -hmm. balance? Um, right now we we probably on average we work more five out or five days a week. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it we take that extra day off less frequently than I would, um, than in my dream in the future ambitions, we will. Um, but we're working it right now to help kind of get our, give our business that kickstart to get to that place we want it to be. I got you. I got you. Okay. And what cash flow number do you think you need to be at before you can set the foot firm on that four days per week? Mm. Oh, that's if you question. feel comfortable sharing that, you don't have to share cash flow yeah. numbers and stuff like that, but the question's you know, out. Yeah, I honestly think we could do it now. Um, I just think that there's part of us that knows our business could be better. And so we're in a season where we're like, okay, like, I mean, we have enough money coming in right now that we can live totally comfortably and we could live a fantastic life. But we want to, we want our business to be more than just providing comfort for us. We want it to be um, helping us achieve other goals like my little Airbnb empire. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but also like to have more impact for people. And so we're just kind of in a season right now. Well, we could be taking off that, that fifth day. A lot of times we're just really motivated to keep working on it. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, I think so. I think it's really incredible when you, when, how do I say this? One of the biggest changes has been actually loving to work. And for a lot of people who who haven't had this opportunity to, to start up their own business around something that they love to do, they dread going to work. And so work is just something that ha it's a means to an end. They have to do it to get the money they need for whatever it is, whether it's just living expenses or if they're saving for a trip or whatever. But Monica and I both genuinely love what we do. And so that makes it easy to, to work extra hours when we, when we feel it's necessary or even when we want to, because we, it's just something we love yeah. and we, we love the impact that we're having. We enjoy the process. Um, so it's just, it's just fun. We enjoy it. The most eye-opening experience for us was last Christmas. My parents treated all of my family to a cruise and that was their Christmas gift to everyone. And so it was like a seven day cruise. And I think day five, Austin and I both kind of looked at each other and we're like, all right, let's go home and start working. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> well, cool. So it's not really a cash flow number and or delegations or systems and processes. It's more of a like, we have the passion right now. We're running hot on the passion. Whenever that mm -hmm. starts to die down and we feel like we need more space, we'll give ourselves more space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's a good way to put it. Solid. Solid. Well, cool. What are the top one to two skills you guys need to develop right now to make some of these dreams and goals come true? I'll go. Okay. Um, the top one that came to mind, and this is something that I'm definitely still working on. Like I'm no, by no means great at this. Um, it's been something that I've worked, been working a lot on in the past month. And that is learning to ask the right questions. Ooh, I like that. So I think if you can get really good at asking the right questions, that changes everything. So a couple of examples, um, Maybe a year ago, I read the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller. Probably one of the best business books I've ever read. And I know a lot of other people have talked about it. It's a really good read. Solid. But he he teaches you to, in, instead of having this huge to-do list and trying to get through your whole to-do list every day, you focus on the most important thing. And you find that most important thing by asking yourself, what's the one thing that I can do right now? that by doing it, everything else on my list or everything else that needs to get done is going to be easier or become unnecessary. So if you you know ask that question to yourself, 
And then you can find the most important things that's going to move your business forward. Another example could be um, when it comes to limiting beliefs. Uh, this is something that we learned from Rob Dial. He's a great mentor of ours. Um, yeah, the mindset mentor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, He's right awesome. here in Austin. I'm in Austin. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's cool. Neighbors. Yeah. Tell them hi for us. Will do. <laughs> so he, he taught us that um, like one way to combat your limiting beliefs is to ask different questions. And so the questions that I, I previously was asking myself was, why am I not good enough? Or um, why... Like I, I, why don't I have enough? I don't have enough experience or why am I the person to do this? You know? And so that really makes you feel insecure. It makes you feel unconfident. But instead of asking those questions, I started asking myself, why is now the best time to start serving my clients? Why is now the time to start a business or, uh, what evidence do I have to, to sh show myself that I am a good coach, that I am good at what I do. And so I started looking back and I would find messages and find clients who I've helped who have had really positive experiences or, you know, so learning to ask different questions internally helped me overcome a lot of limiting beliefs, helped me focus on the right things. And so I'm still getting better at it. It's still definitely a work in progress, but learning to ask the right questions has really changed the whole direction of where I'm going. Hmm. I like that. Asking the right questions, Monica. Um, I would say for me, it's been and still is learning to take the scary action and letting it be imperfect and letting it be messy, but continuing to take that action anyway. Um, I think a lot of times I get really nervous or like discouraged or anxious about like just doing the next thing in business and taking the next step to grow it. But really like messy, imperfect action always, always, always is going to be better than no action. So that's, yeah. that's it for me. That is better than perfect. There we go. Mm -hmm. I like it. Well, what are the highest impact? Speaking of the one thing, highest impact daily actions that are going to tick the needle forward towards your dreams and goals. I'll start with you this time. Okay. Yeah. For me, I am very analytical. So reflecting and evaluating on all of the things that we have done and figuring out what went well, what didn't go well, what could be better. Um, and just always making sure that like we are going back over the numbers, the, the, the analytics, and just like always evaluating ourselves as as business owners and as coaches and, and working to improve. There we go. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I had just read recently a study and I tried to find it to share with you, but I couldn't find it. So I, I don't have the exact numbers, unfortunately. But um, the idea was like, you can learn from other people's experiences, which is a great way to learn because then you don't have to make the same mistakes. Um, those same lessons are going to stick a lot more if you if you go through it yourself, because then it's a personal experience. But then even beyond that, those same lessons are going to stick even more if you go through the experience yourself, but then you take time to reflect and look back on that, on what happened and to write down and record your impressions and record the lessons that you learned. And, and that's going to help it stick even further. And so that's been, um, that's been something that Monica and I have both done recently a lot. And that's, that's helped us learn lessons faster. I gotcha. Um, that's just tacking on to hers there. <laughs> yeah. Um, my my other thought was to this kind of goes along with the one thing idea is to set priorities for your the things that need to get done. So if if you have one priority, that's great. I would have no more than three. Um, I don't remember who said it, but someone said if you have more than three priorities, you really don't have any at all. Mm -hmm. So set three priority, no more than three priorities for your day. If you spend your entire day only working on those three things, even just that one thing, then you haven't wasted your, your day because you've been working on the most important thing that you could have done. If you get those three priorities done by 11 a.m., everything else you get done that day is just bonus. And then it's, you know, it's nice. So that's been also super helpful. I love it. Well, what character trait do you guys need to develop? to make your dream life come true. We'll start with Austin. Okay. Um, character trait. I think one of the biggest character traits that's been, um, been helping me develop and, and grow towards my goal is personal accountability. 
Um, I, this kind of goes along with integrity, I think. Um, setting a goal for yourself, and even if if you weren't to if you were to stop reaching like working towards that goal, nobody else would know, nobody else would care. But you set it for yourself. So having the integrity and and the personal um, accountability to say, you know what, I'm going to hold myself accountable to reaching this, um, even if I'm the only one, that is huge. Yeah, I love it, Monica. Um, I would say being resourceful. So I think Austin can attest to this. A lot of times I'm like, oh, I tried and I didn't, I couldn't do it. And so I just won't do it. Or I need someone else to do it for me. Or <laughs> um, I need Austin to open the garage door. That one happened this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, and then I mean, just being able to realize that like everything that I, I like, I already have everything that I need. I just need to be a little bit more creative maybe with my resources or just to go out and find the resources I need to make, to make it happen. Yeah. I gotcha. Speaking of creative. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I didn't say this earlier. You just said creative and it sparked the thought in my head. Um, Airbnb empire. Have you ever heard of Pace Morby? No. Oh my gosh. You guys should check out Pace Morby. He talks about creative finance for real estate acquisition. Oh, and I know I know an Airbnb empire sounds like it would it would definitely take a lot of work, but it sounds like it would also take a lot of money. But if you creatively mm -hmm. finance the properties to acquire them, you might be able to get into some properties that cash flow really well for mm -hmm. a small amount of money down. Like, yeah, there are methods where you can basically take over somebody's debt payment. So, you know, interest rates right now are like 6.75 to 7% or what, whatever they are, somewhere mm -hmm. in that six to seven range. But before people were getting mortgages at like 2.5%, 3%. Mm -hmm. Well, you can actually take over their loan at that 2.5 or 3%. So then you have a better cash flow opportunity. And um, all you have, all you have to do is like, you know, find somebody in a situation where it works. Oh, dang. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It might be like, they might have uh, gotten a new job. So their job is moving them to a new state. And so they're looking to sell their property, but they can't sell it because they don't have any equity in it because they just bought it nine mm -hmm. months ago. In that mm -hmm. case, it would be beneficial for you to take the house off their hands. You keep their credit score up. And they don't have to worry about the house anymore. And now you have an Airbnb property in your portfolio. Hmm. There are some cons. Oh, really interesting. Yeah. 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 No, it's really hype. And so there's some cons associated with it. Like the one thing you have to look out for when you're doing those types of transactions is called the due on sale clause. Banks have the right to basically make the full loan balance due if the property's transferred without their permission. Oh, yikes. But they can choose whether or not to exercise that right. So as long as you keep the payments on time. I think his he's done like 5,000 of these or something like that. And he's, oh, wow. that clause has been triggered on like five to six of them. So like oh, okay. one out of a thousand. Uh, so it could be your first one. That would suck. <laughs> that would be a bummer. <laughs> you sure would. Yeah, that Yikes. would suck. But they give you 90 days and then they work with you to solve the issue. Like you can sell the property, you can give it back to the owner, you can, you can work with them. It's not like a, okay. You owe me five hundred thousand dollars right now, or you're going to jail. It's not that. <laughs> okay. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll we'll look into that. It looks that sounds really cool. Yeah, Pace Morby. He's a cool dude. Pace Morby. Um. Yeah, he's just. I was watching his YouTube video the other day because I'm big into real estate and I've been trying to do it for a while. Um, but without community or capital. You need one of the two. You either need other mm -hmm. people's money or you need your own money. Mm -hmm. And so I've been trying to do other people's money thing for a while. And then Pace Morby, he has these YouTube videos that he'll do. And he was like, yeah. And the way I got this money was from all these people in my community, my 900,000 person Facebook group. Like you just Dang. go in there. Wow. It's a free group. You put the deal up and you have people contact you. Obviously, you need to vet them because there's 900,000 people in there. So probably about sure. 800,000 of them are trash, but the other 100,000 <laughs> 100, are solid and can help you close deals. And so um, he just solved my issue. And so I was like, I'll just use his method and then use his people and then I'll build my portfolio. And so that's a okay. shame recently, but um, yeah, cool stuff. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Good for you. 
It'll be better when I acquire property, but yes. Okay. You, but I mean, like to have the plan though, I mean, yeah. that's farther ahead than we are. So that's it. Like I just am aspiring to be more like you and to like start putting together a plan to make it happen. Hey, Pace's videos are going to get you guys like you're going to have the knowledge within like two or three videos. So oh, All right. I'm All excited. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're going well, awesome. on your week. Oh, what'd you say? Oh, I was just telling you, that's the next step on our way to this uh, Airbnb empire that she wants. Yeah, next time we talk, I'll I'll be the queen of my empire. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, if there were one or two people you guys can meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals, who would they be and how would they help you? We actually, for this one, we were thinking of Rob Dial. I know we already mentioned him, yeah. but he's been... Um, we took a, a business breakthrough, uh, course, a training from him, and that's been incredibly instrumental in getting us to where we are. And then he has another program that we're planning on, uh, joining in a few months, probably, um, to take us kind of to that next level. So he already has been, and we're assuming or not assuming or planning on him being that person, that mentor for us, who's going to help, uh, get us to where we want to be. There we go. There we go. I love it. Rob Dial. You guys just have to come down to Austin. Yeah, yeah that'd be sweet. <laughs> I'll start my empire there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, well, awesome. Now we're going to jump into our thriving three. Where are you guys now, by the way? Uh, we are in Island Park, Idaho. Gotcha. Like 20 minutes outside of Yellowstone. Yeah. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Solid. Is Yellowstone cool? I've never been. Oh, Yellowstone's oh, incredible. It feels like you're on a different planet. It's crazy. There we go. Now I have to go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, cool. Now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And the first question we got for you guys is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one of those three. And I guess <laughs> you guys will get two answers, but hey, <laughs> there we go. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> this one is really hard for Austin. He's so, so indecisive. Hard. So he has like a list that he has to pick from it's, right now on the spot. It's not necessarily indecision. There's just so many, so much good content out there. There's so many good of all fair. these things. But very fair. Go ahead, Monica. For me, my favorite podcast is The Hidden Brain. And that one is, I don't know if have you heard of that one? I've not. Oh, it's so cool. It's like psychology based and they go into like all the different functions of the brain. And I have a pretty high turnover rate of what podcasts I listen to, but that one has always stayed. There we go. Obviously, you don't have a turnover rate with my podcast, right? No, obviously not. Obviously. I'm <laughs> your faithful fan. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. What you got for us? Uh, I'm going to go with my favorite book. Um, I don't know if you're looking for a business book. Um, there's a lot of great business books out there, but my favorite all-time book is a fantasy book. It's a series called The Rune Lords. I feel like and... that's cheating. That's still more than one book. Ooh, <laughs> get him. Okay. All right. All right. The first Rune Lords book. It's just... No, man, that was so good. Like I can nerd out about it for so long and just there's so many cool things about it. Um it's such a good book. And I actually, I actually started reading it on accident. It was my dad's book that he was reading on a family vacation of ours. And I got really bored. I hate it when that happens. Oh, darn. <laughs> this book again. I was, I was bored one day on uh, during this family reunion and he had it with him. I'm like, all right, I'll just sit down and start reading it. I was hooked by the first page and, oh man, I, I try and tell everybody about it. I love it. So it's a business book, but it's fiction. Is it like a have you read? Oh the- no, no, sorry. It's not a business book. It's just a fantasy book. Oh, okay. I got. Yeah. You. I was, I was mixing those two. Okay, sounds good. The Rune Lords books. Rune Lords. Yep. There we go. And what's one way you like you guys like to take care of yourself? We both really like going on walks. Mm. Done a lot of walks. I would just add hammocking. I was hammocking this afternoon before it started raining, and it's just a super fun way just to decompress, relax solid yeah. and what's one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to work with rob dial further <laughs> well what what i'm working on right now is mastering the sales call and and like working through objections with um, potential clients so that we can be making more money to work with rob dial <laughs> there we go I got you. I, I've got the same one. 
Uh, we were talking about this earlier, and we both agree that's the that's the one thing that we're focusing our, on right now is mastering our sales. What do you guys? Uh, what are some of the objections that you run into the most that stop you from closing? Yeah, there's t- there's typically three that we hear a lot. It's money, but typically I feel like money is kind of a cover up for like deeper objections. So it's money, um, spouse, like oh I have to get permission from my spouse, or um, I'll think about it. Or nice now's not yeah. the right time. Mm. So it's yeah. either money spouse or kind of just an aversion uh i'm not going to commit mm-hmm. right now yeah yeah, yeah. and okay. and sometimes like in our experience the people that we've talked to sometimes there are legitimate like i like genuinely there is no money for for your program or, or i like in our relationship i would never purchase a program without talking to monica about it first like genuinely i would want our clients if they have a spouse like yeah that's the that's what you do in relationships like go talk to your to spouse do. about it you know yeah but a lot of times, like Monica said, they are, they're kind of like smoke screens for some other question or insecurity. Like, so either yeah. they don't know enough about, like if they're putting up one of those objections, it's maybe they don't know enough about our program. Maybe they don't trust us enough. Uh, maybe they don't trust themselves to have this transformation that they, that we're promising them. And so if we can have a, a good conversation with them before these objections come up and kind of cut through those um excuses is what they are a lot of times then then that's been super that's helped us that's figure out like the root of the on. problem so that's yeah. what we're working on right now i got you and i assume rob dow's program has some training on that sorry what was that i assume rob dow's program has some training on that yes yeah. yep gotcha okay if if not i was about to suggest i'm sure you guys know this guy but alex hormozy Oh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. oh man his sales videos just kill on youtube i'm he's, like yeah. he's so inter- he's funny like he's entertaining too yeah yeah he, he has two or three like videos specifically on closing and i think he addresses most of those objections he might be a little bit more pushy than you guys mm-hmm. want to be mm-hmm. on your sales calls but you know it's a, a kind of style a sales style type of yeah uh, definitely like, whatever you want um what do you guys do when those objections come up are you going the hypothetical question route where it's like, well, if you had the money right now, would you move forward? Or mm-hmm. do you guys try to overcome them in another? Yeah. Well, first we make sure that that's what the real problem is. So, so we ask something along the lines of like money aside, is there anything about our program, anything we've talked about that is that you have questions about that's keeping you from, from joining? Mm-hmm. Um, so I say it's, so if they say, oh, no, it's just the money, then we say something like, so it sounds like we, we try and get to a point where, where we're on the same page. Like they understand and we understand that it's not a should I do this problem, but it's a how do I do this problem? So if they're 100 percent on board and like they know it's something that they they need to do to grow, to get to the, you know, whatever they're working towards um, and they believe that we're the people to help them do it. And it really is just a okay. How do I do that? How do I finance this? Then we'll start talking. Some you know, we'll help brainstorm some options and help them figure out like we'll break it up into payment plans or uh, different things like that to help it make it more accessible for them. I got you. I got you. Very nice. Very nice. Well, now we got our final series of questions. And this is all about limiting beliefs and all that good stuff. And it can get personal sometimes. So if you guys want to pass, just say so and will pass and I won't give you okay. time about it. So what is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life, if any? And we'll start with Monica. Yeah. So I was raised in a, well, I guess this is jumping from to the next question. Okay. Limiting belief. As a woman, <laughs> I shouldn't be out there trying to make money or trying to build a business and be successful. Mm. That's the belief. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Actually, um, let's go through let's go through the three questions since you guys can see them for each of you because I feel yeah, like okay. that makes more sense. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, where does it come from, Monica? Okay, so yeah, so this comes just strictly from the way I was raised. I was raised in a household where like my mom was a stay at home mom, and that's the what like women were supposed to be stay at home moms. That was their whole job is to stay home and make babies. 
And um, there was a lot of talk. Like my mom would always be like, oh yeah, she chooses to work and send her kids to daycare. Like, and was really, really critical of women who chose to work. But being a stay-at-home mom sounds terrible to me. I couldn't do it. And so I knew like growing up, I always had this like um, this kind of feeling inside me like I want to do more with my life. But then I felt guilty because I was taught that motherhood is like the essence, like the peak of, of being a woman. And so that's something that I see creep into my life in lots of different ways. Like when it comes to like my money mindset that comes in or like even just like looking forward to like what my next um, step in my evolution is going to be like, it'll pop up. So that's something that I've been fighting for a while. I got you. I got you. And do you have any limiting actions or inactions that reinforce that belief to this mm-hmm. day? Um, Not that I am consciously aware of. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there are some, I've been like actively working on my money mindset. Um, and that was a really big, like I've had a lot of really big breakthroughs with that. Um, but I have in the past, like done a lot of self-sabotaging um, because of that identity that I had. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Thanks for sharing. Austin, what you got for us? Um, so my probably one of my bigger limiting beliefs has been a fear of like an inability to, or I guess, fearing that my abilities aren't going to be enough to meet the needs or to meet the expectations of the people who are paying me for the services. So, so another way to put that would be fearing that someone I, I'm going to somehow convince someone to to pay me for my services, to be, to be my client. And then I'm going to screw it up or it's not going to be what they wanted or what they expected. And then they're going to be upset. They're not going to have the transformation they wanted. So that fear that's of all of that kind of falling on my shoulders. Um, so where it comes from, uh, I don't really know. Um, I think a lot of it stems from comparison comparing myself to other coaches, to other business owners, um, and, and seeing them and thinking I could never do it that way, or I can never be like that, or I can never be that good, or I can never get there. And therefore, why would my clients be satisfied with my services when they could go work with those people, you know? So it's, it definitely stems from comparing and looking at other people and, um, seeing myself against them. Um, and what was the other question? Actions that reinforce it? Yep. Or inactions? Yep. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think comparison. I mean, <laughs> comparison, I guess, would be the action. You know, if I if I spend too much time and and then sitting in that thought, it's like if, if like that. I feel like it's inevitable that like you're gonna have those thoughts of comparison, but sometimes I make the mistake of kind of sitting on it, brooding on it for too long. And then like, if I nip it in the bud and and change my thoughts and I, I'll get to that in a second, how I do that. But if I don't do it quickly, then it's harder to get out of that thought rut. Yeah. I gotcha. Austin, do you feel like you tie your abilities? Cause I feel like this is pretty typical with men. Do you feel like you tie your abilities to your identity of like, uh, you know, I'm not enough. So my abilities aren't enough type of vibe. Do you feel like that's under that belief or is that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that that kind of ties together. And um, that's another thing I've been, I've been learning recently is to, to separate my services from who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when you have a sales call, if, if you get rejected in a sales call for me, and I know for a lot of people, but for me, it's really easy to take that and be like, okay, they're rejecting me. Like they don't want me you know, but being able to separate, okay, they said no to my service. They said no to my program, but that's not, that's not who I am. That's just something that I do, you know? Yeah. 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 I feel that. And it's really hard when you're kind of in that, um, not really solopreneur because you guys are partners, but it's like the small business vibe where, and you are the coach. And so it does mm-hmm. seem like it's very tied, but it's not, you know? And so mm-hmm. um, they aren't, yeah, it's a hard thing to keep straight in your head for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah I was duopreneurs. That's what we need to call ourselves is a duopreneur. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. I um, 
I, I asked that question because I struggled and still struggle with that. But man, it was hitting me hard. Like I was cold calling to wholesale real estate back in college when I was like 19, mm -hmm. four or five years ago. And it was, all right, I must've been like 20 because it was during COVID and the pandemic hit and I was cold calling for real estate. And this woman just went to town on me oh, when no. I cold called her. Like I called her, I was asking her if she was looking to sell her house. And she's like, this is a pandemic. Are you heartless? You guys are just trying to pick up people's homes oh, and no. discount. And you oh, no. people. And it's like, this is the devil's work. And bloody blah, 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 blah. And she was just going off on me. Oh. Like right for two minutes, two or three minutes, just continuous. Yikes. So, and then she clicked. She hung up. So I didn't even get a chance to like talk back to her or anything. Right. Yeah. And I sat there. I sat at my desk for probably like 30 minutes and I like reconsidered my whole life. I was like, wait, <laughs> is what I'm doing even right? Like, I didn't even feel that good about this anyway. And so like, it was mm -hmm. just reaffirming mm -hmm. all these insecurities I had, all these, um, uh, yeah. Cause I tied it in with me and like, yeah, so much. Um, yeah. So anyway. That's why yeah, I, no, I feel that. No, that's a, thank you for bringing that up and for sharing that. Cause I definitely think that's a, been a big struggle and a big limiting belief is tying those two things too closely together. And then, um, yeah, just letting that drag you down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. If you guys were to change these limiting beliefs into abundant phrases that really spoke to your heart in the way that you needed to hear them, what would those phrases be? And let's start with Austin. Okay. Um, so I journaled about this maybe a month ago. And so I went back through my journal because I liked this question. So I actually, I listed all of my limiting beliefs. And then on the other page, I listed kind of the empowering alternative, the empowering belief that went with it. And so for this one, what I wrote down was that every client that I serve is an opportunity to refine my skills, gather feedback and improve my coaching approach. Mm. So yeah, like maybe, maybe where I'm at right now, there are some skills that I'm lacking. Maybe there are some ways that I can improve, but um, I I know enough to provide great value to my clients now. And I have evidence of that. I've, I can look back to several clients whose businesses I've helped build and whose limiting beliefs I've helped overcome. So I have that foundation to start on. And then every single client is just, it's refining that for me. Every client that I have is going to give me feedback, positive or negative, that's going to help make it even better for the next client that I have. And so it's only going to get better from here. Yeah. I love it. Monica? That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine is quite a bit more simple than that, but it just, just the fact that I am a woman who is building a thriving coaching business that improves people's lives and, and that's okay. And I, I just kind of have had that that sentence running through my head a lot the last couple of weeks um and it really just kind of helps affirm to me that like because I am a woman who is building a business I I can relate to people differently um than some I mean I don't want to rag on stay-at-home moms because that is such a sacrifice like that I could never do that I'm just so impressed and so just like the, the fact that I have all the skills as a woman to build a business that is thriving and makes a difference in people's lives just feels so empowering to me. Yeah, I love it. Well, when the limiting beliefs start to take over, what thoughts or actions do you guys resort to in order to take back control? Monica. Um. So I kind of have a mantra that I recite and then I journal and I meditate and I go on lots of walks. <laughs> <laughs> Walks are so helpful. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Austin? Um, for me, I've kind of touched on it already, but for me, it's been um, kind of tying it back into something else we talked about uh, early in this conversation is reflecting on, on the, like finding evidence for myself of the positive impact I've had already, like the differences that I've made for clients. Because if, if that's my concern, my concern is I'm not going to be able to deliver on what I promise. I have kind of like a portfolio of of people, like very specific, the names and the faces and, and the businesses they built of people that I've had a direct hand in helping. So I'll flip back through and I'll, I'll be like, kind of amp myself up. Like, you know what? I am capable. Like I can deliver because I've done it. And that's been, that's been, um, I mean, I have, I have it in a couple of different places. We have it in our Instagram highlights, uh, some um, clients, testimonials. So I'll flip through those or messages on my phone. And so that's been a big 
help in um kind of like i said nipping that in the bud before it gets too far yeah yeah absolutely all right last question for you guys here what is your favorite belief about yourself awesome oh favorite belief about myself um I would say that I have the potential to grow. If I don't know something now, I can learn it. I like I feel like that holds a lot of people back and it's held me back, but I be- something I believe about myself is that if I don't know it now, I can learn the answer. I can learn how to do it. And so just the belief that I have so much potential in me to to continue expanding my mind, um my abilities yeah, there we go. Monica? Um, I love the fact that I it's easy for me to connect with people. Um, and I think that's helped me in business a lot. Love it. Well, awesome. Guys, that's all we got for you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, man. Thank, thank you. you. This has been a great conversation. Thank yeah. you for giving us the space to share some of our thoughts with everybody. Of course, of course. Happy to do it. And is there anything else you guys want to chat about before we sign off? No, I don't think so. (laughs) We're okay. (laughs) Solid, solid. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show. If you guys are listening to this and you loved what Austin and Monica had to say, make sure to check them out. Is the best way to do that Instagram, guys? Yeah, definitely. Uh, We're at, at Austin and Monica is our handle. Sounds good. And that link will be down in the show notes. Guys, thank you for watching. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Hey there. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a review and send it to a friend. Don't forget, head over to workwithtimmydouglas.com to get your list of life-changing questions and our free book, Impact Ignition, Live a Purposeful Life. See you tomorrow for another show.